0: News Radio 610 KONA News Time, 6.15. Alongside Derek Maselli, I'm Glenn Vaughn. Let's head out to the LegendsCasino.com hotline and say good Thursday morning to ABC's Tom Rivers. Uh, Tom, you know, there are just some things that you can kind of count on in live death, taxes, and North Korea. Getting a lot of people's quills up. I know that a lot of people are focused because they've been doing missile testing as of recent. But it sounds like North Korea is maybe trying to reach out to their brothers to the south a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a mixed picture. You're absolutely right. Six months, no missile tests. Now we've had, what, three tests in the past, what, week or ten days. Uh, various ones. Um, this last one was said to be a hypersonic speed missile. I guess in layman's terms, a very fast one. Um, they've also fired what they think is a cruise missile and a ballistic missile, a short-range one, from a train. So they're, they're mixing up. their uh, curveball and fastballs, I guess, on the missile front. But uh, you're absolutely right. They, there's been calls from now North Korea to reopen the hotline to uh, their brothers down in the south, which would be a good thing. That's been down for about a year. Um, so a little bit of movement there. Uh, but, again, with the U.S., uh, Pyongyang is basically saying, no, we don't want to talk to you. And the Biden administration says, let's have talks. They can be uh, uh, non-conditional. Let's, let's, uh, and the response from North Korea is, no, we don't trust you. doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican in there. Uh, it's always the same. So, you know, no movement on that two and a half year stalemate have seen very, very little of any, absolutely any progress.
2: Tom, in the past, we have seen deals or arrangements or agreements of sorts worked out between the United States and North Korea when there's a little bit of aid involved. Uh, I mean, have we seen anything that there's an indication of uh, the U.S. trying to sweeten the deal with food aid or other types of assistance to really try and bring North Korean leadership to the bargaining table here?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I think it probably would be in the subscript if we can sit around a table. And then you can say, okay, let's. Uh, all right, I tell you what. You need some wheat? We can we can have a couple of uh, shipments of wheat for you. We can do something like that. But unless you get around the table, that's very very difficult to uh, to get that ball rolling. So uh, you know that's always the chicken and the egg thing. Is that you know North Korea wants the sanctions lifted, and uh, it would be in response to limited steps on denuclearization. nuclearization. And again, the problem is. Washington, Pyongyang cannot find common ground and saying, "All right, do this step and then you get this sanction, and do this step and you can get this one lifted." Uh, there's zero agreement; hence, we're in a stalemate and it's going absolutely nowhere.
0: Tom, can you give us a little bit of background? I think a lot of people hear that South Korea is not interested in talking. I, I think that's a bit surprising because if you know you have an unruly neighbor. It seems like while you might not want to give them the kitchen sink, you would at least want to talk to try to uh, ease ease the tensions on the peninsula. So why is South Korea so dead set on like, hey, you fooled us in the past, we're not talking in the future?
1: Yeah, well, we've had you know this particular uh, President Moon in the South is the first one that's really been a little bit open, a little bit open to to a dialogue, and uh, it really has gone nowhere. And uh, you know, he's coming, I think, up to an end of a five year. Term, I believe it's in the spring, and uh, he would like to see some progress made. So, you know, that might be a motivation factor to say, okay, let's try to redouble our efforts. But it's painfully, painfully slow to see any progress uh, on, uh, on North Korea. And it's sad. I mean, the, the truce was in 1953. You know, how, if you could have solved this puzzle since then, how much money and uh, how many deployments? Could have been uh, put on hold over that period. Uh, It's a lot of money, a lot of money to be poured into that part of the world.
2: If we look at things from a regional perspective here, Japan and South Korea have not uh, particularly seen eye to eye on a lot. However... We've seen them kind of get a little closer on, on some issues bonding over their dislike of the DPRK and then also mm-hmm. China. Regionally, what are some of the the other countries like Japan and, and others in Southeast Asia kind of saying about this with North Korea and South Korea right now?
1: Again, you know, go back a couple of years as far away as Guam. Uh, they, were, they were worried that maybe the North Koreans could have uh, something that could hit them. Certainly Japan. You know, we've had over the past few years some of these missile tests actually going over overhead of Japan. Uh, So by definition, yeah, North Koreans could hit Japan, even by an accident. Um, So they're very, very concerned. In the south, of course, you know, uh, Seoul is very, very close to the border. Uh, So if something did kick off and uh, North Korea pushes all the buttons at once, you know, there's going to be a lot of damage, a lot of problems in in the South Korean capital. So, yeah, uh, and, and you rightly point out South Korea, Japan, have had historical differences going back to uh, World War II and, and beyond. But, um, yes, on, on this particular subject of North Korea, yes, they kind of sing from the same sheet. They say, you know, let's try, try to resolve this if we possibly can because, you know, the tensions are no good for any individual country down here.
0: Tom Rivers with ABC News. Thanks for joining us this morning. Rye here on the Tri-Cities Morning News.